This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for the week ending Friday the 5th of November 2021. Presented to you this week by Ollie Wilson, and I'm a farm trader based in the southeast. Now let's start with wheat. Wheat markets have continued to go from strength to strength. Futures markets have moved sharply higher with price gains of over 25% since early September. This rise has been driven by wheat production losses for major exporters Canada, US and Russia, and by a loss of French quality amidst strengthening demand. Official EU wheat export data is not fully accounting for all shipments, but private estimates suggest that the EU will have breached 11 million tonnes by the end of October. Ukraine has exported 12.4 million tonnes of wheat in the first four months of the season, which is half the country's annual quota. Despite prevailing high prices, there is no evidence of slowing international wheat demand. This week, Saudi Arabia tendered for 660,000 tonnes of wheat, but shocked markets by doubling up and confirming the purchase of 1.3 million tonnes of optional origin wheat. This was the catalyst for a further futures price rally which took European wheat futures to their highest level on record. Tightening global wheat supplies mean a successful harvest in the Southern Hemisphere is essential to stabilise world prices. Last season's adverse weather significantly cut output for South America last year. However, prospects this season look more upbeat, particularly for Argentina, where timely rain is helping wheat crops develop and corn planting to advance. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange expects wheat output to reach 19.8 million tonnes, up from 17.65 million tonnes last season, which would allow exports of 13.5 million tonnes. The wheat harvest should be complete by the end of January. Corn planting in Argentina has advanced to almost 30% complete and leaves a crop estimate of 55 million tonnes, 5 million tonnes up on last season. Meanwhile, Australia is expecting a second consecutive bumper wheat harvest. A prolonged period of dry weather affecting most of the Black Sea region has been an additional supporting feature for grain markets with concerns that recently drilled crops may fail to establish and that farmers may cut their winter drilled areas in favour of lower yielding spring crops. However, recent rain for Ukraine has provided some relief and although not sufficient to restore soil moisture levels to normal, the rains are helping establishment. A lack of rain have reportedly affected about a third of the winter area, but most of the sprouted grain is now said to be in good condition. In Russia, the wheat harvest is edging towards completion, with 78 million tonnes cut, which is now subject to drying and cleaning. The net weight should be between 75 and 76 million tonnes, which exceeds the 72.5 million tonne estimate from the United States Department of Agriculture. It's possible the USDA will update this estimate in next week's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report. Russian winter grain drilling has reached 18 million hectares, compared with 18.8 million hectares this time last year. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with oilseed rape this week. There has been little change in the market this week, with new contract highs being reached. Current crop prices are settling at around £50 per tonne higher than they were a month ago, despite a firmer sterling. Over this period, European futures values have gone up by over 8%, while US soybean prices have remained broadly static. The gap between these two commodities continues to widen, with soybeans now at a massive £180 per tonne discount to rapeseed in European markets. This puts the price of rape oil over soya oil 
at a huge £265 per tonne premium. However, the remaining demand for Raypol in particular is remarkably difficult to shift. There appears to be no relief in sight for the difficulties in the global rapeseed market. Canada is centre stage as its market tries to work out how to cope with its sharp drop in production. Unexpectedly, its market recently traded at a premium to European prices, which is unusual given that Canada still needs to achieve some level of exports. Canada's domestic crush margins are low and the books will be balanced by a moderate reduction in home usage alongside substantial cuts in export volumes. Canada is also suffering from the effects of low oil contents in its 2021 crop. Early indications put the average oil content of 41.2%, which is 2.1% less than last year's levels, leading to the need for higher tonnage to produce the same amount of oil. Elsewhere, the picture is of building oil seed stock levels. Oil World recently reported that this year's production of the seven major oil seeds would hit 599.7 million tonnes which represents an increase in supply of 24.6 million tonnes. Production is likely to exceed consumption by 6 million tonnes, leading to a build-up in stocks. Normally this would be a red flag for long holders of rapeseed, but perhaps this year it's a welcome circumstance. Now let's take a look at pulses. UK feed bean prices have certainly plateaued in the south of the country. Prices slipped back last week due to a lack of demand. In the Midlands and further north, there is still some demand, but most of this will be for January onwards. Feed bean exporters are now mostly covered until the turn of the year, and the UK will need to see further dips in the value of sterling to generate more buying interest from European buyers. The value of human consumption beans has risen slightly as there is a need to cover existing sales. In addition, the recent strength of the US dollar has helped to stimulate more inquiries. Any further moves in human consumption prices will largely depend on how quickly new crop Australian beans can be moved through very congested ports and shipped either in bulk or containers to Egypt and the Middle East. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. On the 16th of September, CF Industries announced the closure of both its UK fertiliser plants due to high gas prices. UK ammonium nitrate was trading at around £360 per tonne at the beginning of September and today the ammonium nitrate is trading at around £600-£700 per tonne depending on the nitrogen percentage and the origin of the product. This week CF announced that the INTS plant in Cheshire will reopen and supply outstanding nitrogen sulphur orders. The Billingham plant on Teesside has been operating since early October producing nitram. Further to this, CF also returned to the market with limited volume offers of AN and MPKs. Most other nitrogen markets have firmed again this week. Urea demand from India remains strong and Russia imposed an export quota on ammonium nitrate, liquid UAN and urea, putting further pressure on nitrogen supply this season. Limited UAN terms have been made available by several UK suppliers. However, following the announcement by the Russian government regarding export quotas, all current UAN offers are now withdrawn until the impact of what this announcement means to the supply of UAN to the UK market is further understood. There remains strong interest in spring UAN as growers report good levels of winter cereal plantings across the UK. The effect of the Russian quotas is not yet fully known, but will have an impact on phosphate supplies as well as nitrogen. 
Phosphate and potash remain firm, even with low demand. Haulage issues continue to affect daily and monthly deliveries, and these delivery limitations will continue well into the spring. This was Frontrunner for the week ending the 5th of November 2021. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier Farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform.